0: It's December 24th, 2021. This is the Room Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Jack Cush. Yes, it is Christmas Eve here and where you are. Merry Christmas to all, and I hope you're all all having a very good holiday. My episode this week is about uh, maybe a gift, a gift to you who are interested in maybe doing podcasts. Which patient characteristics do you rely on to inform your choice of treatment An exploratory study that looked at arensia abatacept and a TNF inhibitor may provide some insights. Don't treat in the dark. Visit AurensiaData.com. So what could I possibly tell you? I'm going to tell you about my story, about how I got into it, quite by accident, I must say, and what I think has been important in the success of the podcast. Right off the top, let's just talk about the things you need to be successful in podcasting. Number one, you need the gift of gab. You have to be talkative. Number two, you need to know who your audience is. If you're not clear about that, don't even bother. Number three, it's all about information. If you're not ready and willing and able to give it away, and I mean give it all away, then no podcast is necessary. Fourth, you have to be regular. That's probably the key to success. Fifth, you have to practice, improve, and change. Lastly, you have to host it and promote it. And you should know that there is no money in podcasting, in spite of what most people think. Most people do it because they have a passion. So a podcast can be for a lot of different reasons. I've I've had a lot of colleagues and friends, people in medicine, not in medicine, want to know about it, want to get into it. Um, It really is about you and your interests. If you're not interested in promoting you or your interest or your passion, or your hobby, then I don't know why you would need a podcast. Maybe it could be a useful tool to communicate with your employees or with your patients. So again, it should be for your interest, your practice, your patients, your research, teaching, hobbies, passion, family, cousins, whoever is really um, someone you need to reach on a regular basis. Um, you need to be very clear about uh, Are you going to inform them? And what about and why? This is very important. This is sort of the background story to your audience and who you're talking to. You need to know who you're reaching out to and why. I've had a lot of ideas for podcasts since I started this podcast. And, you know, do I spin off and develop another one called the gift of gab? Or how about gout gab? How about pulmonary fibrosis by osmosis? dealing with drug reps, what's wrong with rheumatology, and fibromyalgia or not are just a few of the things I have pondered but not done. You can take those if you want. So again, you need to be clear. Um, My podcast story um, begins with my advantage. My advantage is I've been doing this a long time. You know, I started my fellowship in 1984, and I started doing research and writing and publishing and then lecturing soon thereafter. So I've got, you know, millions of miles traveled to give seminars and grand rounds and state society talks and whatnot. It is those miles, those interactions, which have honed my craft at communication and lecturing. I'd like to think I'm continually getting better. I certainly know that I'm learning. But you need to really have the ability to teach, I think, to really want them to do a podcast. It helps that you. I've done a lot of writing. It helps that I've done a lot of research. And I've been on a lot of committees that I run with a lot of big time key opinion leaders over the years who've taught me a lot and refined my art of rheumatology. And rheumatology is the subject of my podcast. Uh, The real reason this began, to be truthful, is, as you know, Room Now puts out news every day, every week. We put out basically five pieces of news a day. That's two news items and three tweets, and the tweets are basically news stories unto themselves. It's just that they're 280 characters long about a study that's just happened or a release that just happened. And I think that that becomes, again, part of the delivery. People want Short form education on a regular basis. But sometimes to come up with 25 pieces of news, five days a week times five, 25, got a little difficult. And my editor, Tammy, said, Why don't you just do at the end of the week a video where you would discuss your favorite news items or articles of the week? You know, I thought that was brilliant. It's one less thing I had to write and search for. So I started doing a vlog, a video blog, if you will, and I called it the Room Now Weekend Review. We did that for a while, and we found out that um, you know it was not only a good video product on my website and on my YouTube channel, but then my brother, who is one of our programmers at Room Now, said, "You know, I can convert that video product that you shoot on YouTube in that MP4 file into an MP3 file, make it an audio file, and we could post that up as a as a podcast." And I said, "Yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want." It sounds like a good idea. I really had no Um, investment in my podcast at that point. So my brother did this. And then interestingly, you know, like two months later and after the ACR, he came back to me with stats and said, look at this, you're getting like 12,000 listens a month. And I was like, what? And it's only gotten like exponentially better since then. So really from a lack of information, what I call infopenia, and a desire to fill with quality content, we developed this podcast thing. So what do you need? You need a, Do you need an MP4 file? Do you need a video to convert? No, you can actually just listen, shoot a podcast on your phone as an MP3 file or a WMA way or WAV file, and then post that up and make that your podcast. It helps to have a tech buddy to help you um, uh, move that information around and post it. So once you have your file, you have to basically find a host for it or place for it and then a way to post it and a way to distribute it. And we'll talk about that. But again, you have to have a message um, because if you have a message, you can use a podcast to feed an audience and you need to know who, who that audience is. So the podcast success is a lot like other forms of success that Room Now deals with, whether that's print media or social media. Um, You need to pick the medium. In this case, this is a a vlog turned into a blog turned into a podcast. Yours could just be a podcast. So again, pick the medium, understand the medium. You need to be consistent. Regularity is the single most common reason that people stop doing their podcast or their podcast fails. So again, what's your plan to create content? You're going to be an artist here. You're going to be... Giving and 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 create useful content and be ultimately generous with your knowledge and contributions with your audience. That engenders trust. That engenders permission to listen to you. And then it'd be great if, in the course of doing whatever it is that you choose, that you motivate people to action, you know, have them buy into what you're creating as a particular interest. So where should you start? First off, if you're not listening to podcasts, you're not going to do a podcast because you don't need to understand the podcast world. So go out there, go on iTunes or Apple CarPlay and start looking at podcasts. Um, There's a number of good room podcasts, Room on Air, which is the ACR podcast. Um, Mike Putman has his evidence-based rheumatology podcast. Um, There are a few others out there. Um, Adam Brown does one for Helio called Ruminations. That's very good. Uh, there's a number of them that are just in medicine. I don't always listen to medicine. I like Smartless. I, I like listening to um, business and marketing podcasts. So I listen to a lot of Seth Godin Akimbo. I listen to a lot of Michael Stelzer at um, uh, uh, com. I listen to the School of Podcasting and Dave Jackson. So listen to podcasts, find out about the art of marketing and podcasting. And I think you'll get a close, closer to where you want to be. In the course of doing that, you can define who your audience is, what your mission is, what's your passion, what's your goal. Um, remember the success lies here, not in trying to reach millions of people. If you did, you'd be famous and rich, but your success lies in getting a hundred followers because a hundred followers who love what you're doing, can become a 1,000 followers. Again, it's like the the lesson from Amazon. Amazon's success is built into the small tail of marketing, not the the center part of the bell-shaped curve. It's the small tail at the ends where they have everything covered. And again, if you can have an audience of 100 or an audience of 1,000, that's instant success in this world of podcasting. Um, It helps to be a talker. Uh, I was born of the gift of gab at my Thanksgiving and, and Christmas table. We're yelling over each other. We're jockeying for the microphone. You know, we all think we're smarter, funnier, better things to say than the next person. And so it's, it's a competitive holiday for us. But if you're the quiet type, then maybe podcasting's not for you. Or maybe you need to be hosting a podcast where you're going to do the interview. But then that assumes that you can come up with someone every week to interview, to help. So it helps that you're witty, smart, fun, serious, and knowledgeable about your primary objective. If you're, if, if you're not funny, don't try to be funny. You know, if you're, you know, you don't need to be a know-it-all. You just need to know the content that you're presenting that day, that time. So the keys to success, I said this earlier, talkative helps. The gift of gab will get you far. Um, Maybe the best quote I've heard about podcasting is they may come for your content or for your title, but they're going to stay for you, your personality, your delivery. So if you don't have personality, you're not great at delivery, you're shy, well, you can use podcasts to get over all those things or maybe not get into podcasting. Again, the audience is ultimately the key to success. You need 100 people that you can speak to with regularity. And you know, if you're going to do a podcast when you feel like you need to do a podcast, don't even bother because you and your mother will listen to it. Um, but an audience who can latch on to your interests, um, that's really important. So define who you're going to serve and be clear about that. Don't try to be everything to everybody there's no success in that um, that's that that market's already taken by people bigger and more famous with a better distribution network than you can ever have. It helps to be informative you're giving away your content. you should be creating content maybe it's all in your head and it's desiring you, you know it's desirable that you get it out. The question is when you're giving away this information are you serving you in your interests? I want people to join on to my Book of the Month Club, or are you serving them? I want people to learn what the best books are out there. If you're into nonfiction, like I am, so again, are you serving them or are you serving you? If you're serving them, remember with them, it's what's in it for me. When you serve, when you're broadcasting on that station. You're going to get a lot more listeners when you're you know, talking about me. My favorite stuff is talking about me, but I, I got to resist the urge to talk about me and deliver information that's useful to you. Be regular. Create the expectation that it's going to come back next week and it's going to be just as good, if not better next week. Why would they come back next week and listen to you? Well, sometimes it's because the things you say are outlandish or wild or funny or I want to tune in for what, see what he's going to come up with. Based on that title, I want to last week, she just shocked me when she told her story about, you know, her mother's illness. You know, again, you need to create expectations every, every week, but the main expectation is you're in the regularity, the periodicity, the periodicity, regularity is what builds audience, audience builds trust, trust builds more, more viewers, you need to practice and improve. And one of the things that's most difficult in starting a podcast is, how do I begin and how do I end? You know my podcast, they always begin the same, the date. It's December 24th, 2021. This is the Room Now podcast. Hi. So I do that every week. Do I not? I chose early on to make this a weekly podcast about this week's news. So I use as my timestamp today's date as the way to start the podcast. And then I introduce myself. And I know it gets redundant. Everybody knows that I'm the editor or whatever, but it's, it's on my, it rolls. And it allows me to get that first two sentences. In. And after that, everything else on my podcast is largely unscripted. I've, I have got a script, but they're bullets I'm going to talk about. I don't read a script as you, as you can probably tell, given my many flubs that I might do. And it's okay to make mistakes when you're doing podcasts. It makes you normal. They just, they, they can't dominate the podcast. I say, go with the mistakes. If a bug flies in your mouth, that's going to be the best podcast you ever actually came up with. So again, give it away. Um, be regular, be informative. And when, Oh, by the way, when you're practicing and getting better at it, um, and you know, I have an advantage. I have a good friend, John Hammerley, who is an award-winning Emmy award-winning Katie award-winning, um, medical broadcast journalist. You know, he's been in front of the big TV camera for many, many years. Um, And he's helped me with this podcast. He listens to my podcast and reviews them and tells me, you know, your eye contact wasn't good. You had too many ums. What you need to work on is, I mean, it helps to have people listen to you and give you good feedback. And then you need to change. Your podcast is not a statue. It needs to be a work of art that's in evolution. And then lastly, you need a home. Where are you going to put the podcast that people can find it? Now, I think anybody that's going to get into social media or digital media needs to have their own website. So it can be, you know, um, johnhammerly.com or, you know, jackcush.com. And that's where you post your blogs, your things for people to find. Now, if you only want to be in the podcast world, you can choose a podcast host. That means when you get your, your audio file, you're going to upload that to your podcast host, which can be Libsyn soundcloud.com podbean.com so we're using now um these are all good hosts and they may or may not have fees and whatnot but from there you can then uh title it and then choose what channels is going to be distributed to so it'll go out to all apple products and to all uh android products because uh, most podcasts are consumed by cell phone. But if you don't want to be, you know, learning that technology, you could just put everything up, videos up on YouTube, videos up on TikTok, and assume that people will find you that way. You won't necessarily be a podcaster, but it's pretty much the same as being a podcaster. A lot of people spend a lot of time and effort worrying about the website name or the name of the podcast or the artwork or, you know, don't perseverate about that stuff. Make it good. And that's it. Good enough. This is more about your brand. So, you know, the title should be short, not two pa- two paragraphs long. It should be recognizable. It should kind of state what you're doing. You know, the website or the podcast image doesn't need to have a microphone in it. You know, it can just be about what you want people to know about you and your brand. You don't need to do this with expensive software. I use. I do most of my podcasts either on my cell phone or my laptop. Uh, I, I'm using right now two ring lights that um, are about 30 to 40 bucks a piece that also have a little clip on for the cell phone that I could put my cell phone in there and then put my microphone to cell phone and then do this. Right now, I'm doing this on my laptop with my laptop camera with an external microphone that cost me $30, F-I-F-I-N-E pretty good little microphone, not quite as good as my um, $100 Yeti microphone, which is much more professional microphone. But this is good when I'm traveling, uh, as I am during the holiday season. But you don't need expensive equipment. I mean, if you listen to my podcast in the last few weeks, I've done the podcast on different microphones. I'm pretty certain you couldn't tell me which one I did that did not have any external microphone was actually all done on this cell phone with no external microphone. So think about that. So podcasts will succeed when they're interesting, informative, surprising, and entertaining, consistent, maybe weekly, widely available, meaning a good distribution network. Most podcasts are actually consumed on the Apple network. Don't know why it is 90% are consumed on Apple products. Um, You don't have to have an Apple product to to do a podcast. You just need to make sure it goes out to iTunes and Apple CarPlay uh, and learn, how to do podcasts from those who've done it before you. So listen to the School of Podcasting, Dave Jackson, or Social Media Marketing with Michael Stelzner to learn about the medium. Podcasts fail when you're not interesting. When you're, and most people think their content's good, but if no one's clicking on your content, you need some feedback as to whether your content is good enough or whether you're good enough. Um, Or you don't know your audience. You're trying to be too much to too many. You're inconsistent in your postings. It's not weekly. It's kind of every other week. And then you skip the month. We don't know what happened to you. And you came back in the middle of April for no good reason. Um, They also don't succeed if you think you're going to make money because you're going to make money and income, the benchmark. And that's not the benchmark here. And if you don't have reasonably good uh, technology and audio quality, uh, it's going to kill your podcast. So Room Now has been doing podcasts quite by accident, as I told you, since 2017, and we're close to almost 1 million listens. Right now, we are averaging 25,000 to 30,000 listens a month. Every episode that we do gets about, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 listen downloads, um, which means if people listen to this podcast and then they listen to other podcasts to get to that 25,000, 35,000 listens a month during... The pandemic, I think we got as high as 40-something thousand uh, listens a month. You need to put your podcast out there. So we are posting on Podbean. We previously posted on SoundCloud. I can recommend both of those. But then once it's on there, then you can syndicate and share your feed, your episode to multiple channels, Apple Core Media, um, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and other third-party Um, uh, channels that will take your RSS feed, which is really how your podcast is distributed. Um, Podcasts can also be shared and promoted through social media channels like Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, You should, again, be clear that your podcast is your opportunity to create a positive relationship between you, your brand, your message, your passion, and some audience. You need to know who that audience, you need to have that, that passion. This is really a lot of fun. Uh, it does take a lot of thought. It does take planning. It does take work and it will take years to be successful, but it can be successful. So that's my podcast story. I hope you find it interesting. Um, be sure to follow us. Go to wherever you listen to our podcast and give us a rating. We don't usually ask for that, but that's supposedly how we're rated. Uh, I, my rating is you coming up to a meeting saying. Gee, I love listening to your podcast. uh, And that's kind of all the reward I need. So thanks for your listening over the years. Um, Hope everyone has a truly wonderful holiday. Tune in in 2022 for more Room Now. Oh, we're doing Room Now Live in 2022, March 19th and 20th. Now you can register at a discount. Go to roomnow.live to register for a really fantastic meeting. We'll see you then. While there is great hope that an understanding of biomarkers will benefit rheumatoid arthritis patient management, there are but a few biomarkers shown to be both diagnostic and prognostic. Researchers have suggested that RA patients who test positive for specific autoantibodies may express higher disease activity, which could impact treatment strategies, but most practitioners generally use these results only for diagnostic purposes. Bristol-Myers Squibb is investigating treatment outcomes in a unique patient population, patients who tested positive for these antibodies, which together are associated with higher disease activity. Rheumatologists may want to consider these biomarker-driven results when considering treatment options. To learn more, please visit rabiomarkers.com.